0: So it just disappeared into thin air, just like it wasn't even there. Meaning, it's just like like it was just gone. Like they just put I-75 through there, and next,
1: that voice you heard at the top is of jazz violinist Regina Carter, referring to a community in Detroit named Black Bottom. Welcome to Jazz Stories. Andrew Parsons here. Black Bottom existed in a time that predates her birth, when inside every big American city like Detroit, there were wonderful, thriving small communities. These neighborhoods were largely a consequence of segregation, like the Avenue U Corridor in Washington, D.C., and Central Avenue in Los Angeles. But despite the segregation, music, culture, and the arts often flourished under the shadow of a metropolis.
0: There seemed to be such a sense of community And even though some people were very poor and some people were very wealthy, and no matter what was going on, the community really looked after one another and supported one another, which is something I long for now.
1: Regina Carter performed a tribute to the community in which her mother and grandmother grew up, at Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City. She and friend Leslie Reese spent time interviewing many of the residents of the community. Black Bottom, Detroit, on Jazz Stories.
0: Growing up in Detroit, I was exposed to a lot of different music, a lot of different cultures at a very young age without ever having to leave the city, state, or the country. Um, I grew up playing, learning European classical music on violin, but I had older brothers who were listening to Motown records, and you know my parents were listening to the radio, and uh, I would go out and hear the symphony. So I was able to hear a lot of different styles of music.
1: Carter also absorbed the music and the stories of who and what was there before her. Her mother and her grandmother grew up in Black Bottom.
0: My grandmother actually went to, to college and graduated in 1915, and she taught piano. Her degree was in pedagogy, so she taught, and with the little teeny bit of money that she had, she would give my mom a little bit, but it wasn't enough to pay for school, but my mom just worked really hard and became a teacher. They were poor, and they didn't even know it. That's a very strong statement because my mother would always tell me when they were growing up for Christmas, sometimes they didn't have enough money. She didn't get toys. She would get an apple or she'd get fruit and they would be really happy to get that. And that was a big deal for me as a kid. I got lots of presents, you know, so I would, it would always, it would make me very sad. You know, I think of her as a child not getting anything.
1: Black Bottom wasn't named for the skin color of its inhabitants. The name refers to its rich soil which might as well be a direct metaphor for its culture. You see, this wasn't some ghetto with rows of dilapidated houses. This was the Harlem of Detroit.
0: Electric Park over there near the Bell Bridge. The 606 Horseshoe Club on East Adams and, uh, oh, 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 and St. John's CME Church. Uh, and uh, there's the Michigan Chronicle on St. Antoine Street. and uh, oh, over
1: there That, by the way, Street is poet Leslie Reese, Reese, recounting some of the landmarks the in Black Bottom. One of them was Hastings Street, which ran through Blackbottom and its slightly wealthier counterpart Paradise Valley. It was a huge draw for musicians such as Duke Ellington, Billy Eckstein, Ella Fitzgerald, and Count Basie. Blackbottom was a dynamic neighborhood that led people to think about life in terms of hard work and opportunities, the same attributes that embody great jazz
0: there was always the sense of, of getting an education and doing something with your life. Um, and I know from, from my mother and most of her friends that grew up there, uh, they worked hard to go to college. It wasn't something that, that, that their parents could pay for. So they had to work and really work hard uh, to get through college. And so they didn't even give it a second thought. It was just that we're going to college. We're going to get a degree. We're going to better ourselves. We're going to have more than we had. We're going to have more than our parents had.
1: Poet and friend of Carter, Leslie Reese, grew up in Black Bottom. She remembers the same lessons. According to Carter, Reese's grandmother
0: it would take uh, she and her sisters driving around, maybe on the weekends, and she'd drive into certain neighborhoods and drive on the corner and see a bunch of people hanging out in front of the party store or something, just hanging out. And one of the lines in it was, she said, You see those people standing over there? They don't have anything to do don't let me catch y'all out here hanging out with nothing to do. So it was about, Leslie and I just spoke a couple of weeks ago, and um, she was saying she took the day off, but she felt guilty for, for, ha- for not doing anything. And we were just saying uh, how our parents grew up. If we said we were bored, they would find something for us to do. And she said, girl, in the summer, her mother would give them a week or two off from school. And then she'd say, okay, I need to see your plans. What are your plans for the summer? Late 50s, it was destroyed because they built I-75 straight through the middle and destroyed it. You know, it was just a, a disregard for the community that was there. By doing that and, and driving it straight through a community, it, it, it was like cutting cutting a family apart, tearing a family apart, if you will. It was really sad, you know. And Detroit has really been hit hard. There's some rebuilding that's going on there, but they really need money-drawing industry to come into the city. Uh, there's so many homes that are on every block, you know, even in very well-to-do neighborhoods where you might see four homes uh, either for sale or in foreclosure. So this, the city is really suffering. I think it'll come back. I think it's on its way. It's just going to take a long time. But it'll be a different city. It won't, it, we can't ever go back to, to that time in the way it was. We're, we're just different as well, where different families aren't cohesive as they were then. You have more women working, um, more, more parents out of the household, children having to you know, stay after school or being latchkey, so it's very, everything is so different that we, we can't go back to that. We can only have fond memories and hopefully take some of those lessons that this was a really big deal, a big part of Detroit's history.
1: If you want to hear Regina Carter's tribute to Black Bottom at Jazz at Lincoln Center, go to jalc.org slash jazzcast. Jazz Stories is made possible with the support of Jazz at Lincoln Center, so consider becoming a member, or dropping in for a show if you're in New York City. This is Andrew Parsons.